A few weeks after we broke up, I got a phone call from my dad. My dad called me to tell me that she had been in a tragic accident and had died. She'd fallen from a balcony, resulting in a head injury that would take her very last breath. For two years we had been together. Just a few weeks later, when the relationship had ended, she was gone and I was no longer part of the story. I was no longer part of the grieving support. No longer part of the group. I was an outsider. An outsider to the insider's grief. Only the participants of intimacy, the partners, the together people, know the intimate details of a life together. The memory of a life together. No one else is privy to that shared experience, no one. When a loved one, an intimate partner passes, is taken from us. Be that when we are with that person at the time, or as in my story, just just after the relationship had ended. The story is taken away from us. The sides of the story changed. The memory changes. The intimate details of the story that was once us, that once was a viewpoint held by both, is unable to be shared anymore because the person in the story is no longer with us. My name is Dr. Michael. This is the 13 Elephants Podcast. We have 10,000 followers across social media platforms and we are growing every day. We are growing. I thank you all so very much for your support and I appreciate you all. Please remember to like and subscribe. Help us grow to 100,000. This episode is about memories and the memories of us and our contribution to life and how the memory of our life is never really what it seems. Where the narrative changes, the story and viewpoints change. And often the memory is manufactured as truth by the storyteller, regardless, regardless of if that story is true or not. It is the storyteller who has the power to define the memory, to solidify that memory as authentic for them, and in a lot of ways, authentic for the memory itself. The feelings and emotions we have for the memory of ourselves and the life we lead, it's always changeable, always changeable. Over time and over time, we seek to manufacture and and rehash and re-understand the events that shaped us because of that memory, because of that lived experience of the third space that shaped us. Where the loved ones in that memory had promises, promises that have come and gone, promises that have changed, 
had me reshaped as lies and untruths. I live in a home with three stories, three floors. There are 42 steps. <laughs> 42 steps it takes to get me from the bottom floor to the top floor. And there's a landing in the middle. A landing of rest, let's say. On the landing, on the second floor, I have photos covering the whole wall of my family, my children, my mother, my father, their partners, my grandparents and my great-grandparents. It's only very recently that I've had this opportunity to display these photos. For years they sat in, sat in storage boxes. More than 10 years. For 10 years I was unable to put them on the walls. For many reasons. But for 10 years they stayed in storage boxes. Now, now on that second floor landing, the photos are alive again. They're alive and I see them every day. And it's joyful but difficult. It's difficult. Looking at the photos every day as I walk past them, whether that be going downstairs or upstairs, I'm reminded of the memories, the joyful times looking back at me. But I'm also reminded of the outcome of today of those memories where the retelling of the memories has been tainted in some ways it's not so joyful where the retelling differs from person to person where those people looking back at me present a memory to me that's beautiful but often is manufactured I lament the loss I lament the loss and I wish things to be different often. But how can I remap a memory? A memory so beautiful, so real, when the same memory, the same memory, is retold by another in such an unkind or profoundly different way. Very different to how I remember the memory. So different. After my second divorce, the end of my marriage to my first wife, I began to write down in detail every event that occurred to me that hurt or caused pain or had some significance to me. I did this as a method. In a way, a method of the third space. I did this so that I would remember exactly how I felt at the time. So that when I looked back at the event, the words would trigger the memory for me, and I would relive that memory as real. I did this because I questioned my own sanity about events that occurred. I questioned, did the event actually occur? Was it real? Did it really happen? 
Was this pain caused by this event me? Have I made up the story? Have I made the story worse in retelling? How could the memory be that way? I've always believed everything woman told me. I learned to do this and it works in my favour a lot of the time. Other times, not so much. I never really cared too much about what men thought of me. Only woman. I cared about woman thought of me. Through three divorces, through estrangement, growing old, new loves, past loves, career changes, health. All memories where promises are made, where people are held accountable or choose not to be accountable. Where decisions are made and we are retold of the outcomes is different in some way later. Where the story is retold and the outcomes change and we are left feeling abandoned from our own memory, abandoned from our own memory, passed over, misunderstood, placed in the event of the memory as a stranger to our own understanding of that event. The story of us is never really a story of us. It is just what we tell ourselves through mismatched memories of two people. The story of you and the story of I offers a space where the lived experience of two people exists, where the third space is the only space of truth, where the polarized views of two people differ so very much in the retelling. It is the space in between the retelling of stories that two people share of a same memory where the value lies. Where the truth you and I tell ourselves, whether written down and reread, where the truth you and I tell ourselves of the photograph on the landing of the second floor that looks back at us is the truth of a memory we seek to breathe authentic life into so that we now remember without too much hurt, without too much sorrow, so that the memory of yesterday is an authentic memory for us today. When a person of Māori descent or ethnicity or a person with some belonging in some way to tell Māori passes away. The process of tangihanga occurs, where the tūpāpaka, or body, lies in state for a period of around three days. My girlfriend who passed away was Māori. The first time I saw her, a few weeks after we had broken up, when I received that phone call from my dad telling me that she had been in a tragic accident and had died, was at the Tangihanga on day three. She lay there, 
And the memory I have of that event is one of people laughing and sharing in the experience of the person they love so dearly, so dearly, who now no longer had breath, no longer could laugh, no longer could make any noise. This is a memory that lasts to this day. It is a memory that needs no note. It needs no story about it, it needs no photograph, it needs no retelling in a way that pleases others. It is a memory that is pure to me. But not all memories are like that for me. Most memories have been written or captured in a photograph, read or looked at repeatedly by me as a way to try and understand Try and understand the memory, the authenticity of the memory for me, the sanity of the memory for me. But memories are cast in shadows. Memories are retold in shadows and, and often in, in unauthentic ways. Because they have been rehashed. They have to be rehashed by others to try and justify and make sense of the memory for them. So that that memory places them in a more palatable space, a no-blame space, a manufactured space. The memory of my girlfriend. Lying there breathless, silenced. With laughter and joy around her. This is the third space lived experience I shall remember. The third space lived experience of my memory of an event, where it is I, where it is I, the participant and storyteller, the only one left to remember how that memory was for me, because my girlfriend no longer is here to retell that memory. It is me living and breathing the memory into existence today for no purpose for no self-gain simply to remember that i remember the memory of that day my name is dr michael this is the 13 elephants podcast Come along for the ride.